0: What's the latest, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the In the Paint show presented by Ball is Life. Devin <laughs> Oogan and Ronnie Flores back with you for episode number 70. Ronnie, um, we're getting back to sports in this one today. We'll talk a little bit more about um, the George Floyd situation with sure. our guest later, Kendrick Perkins, a former NBA player. And um, I guess we can call him now like a, a budding um reporter slash um media personality he'll be on the show um in about 30 minutes or so but first ronnie we're gonna take a look at the ever-growing concerns that we may not potentially see any sports come back uh this year this fall yeah based on what's happening in the fall and in in the winter um obviously uh baseball is, is is struggling right now the MLB Commissioner Rob Manfred, um, you know, I think it was like last week said, "Oh, we're 100 percent going to have a season." And like a couple of days ago, he says, "Well, not 100." Doesn't look too good. I, I can't really tell you. It doesn't look too good, or or something like that. We're paraphrasing what he said. Um, so that's not a good sign. No. The NFL, yeah, the NFL has had a ton of players. Maybe not a ton, but a good amount of players test positive for coronavirus recently, the bigger name that I saw being Ezekiel Elliott, the running back of the Dallas Cowboys. That's not a good sign. And then the NBA, which most of our listeners are, are more apt to um, watch and be interested in, they have had a growing faction of players voice their opinion saying that they're not comfortable coming back and restarting the season in July as planned because of... Um, the distraction it may have from the George Floyd and racial injustice situation that we're currently in and, you know, the coronavirus effects and the plans that they have in place. So,
1: Ronnie, do you think we're going to see the NBA this year? Um, Devin, every single day, you know, goes by and we we talked about it on episode 69. We, we, we hashed it out as much as we could. You know, shout out to our guests who came on. I hope people listen to it. You can still go listen to it. It's still relevant. But the, the to your point, everything is changing every day. It's like we have a new the, – the, the policemen across the country know they're on a the microscope. People know that the policemen are on a microscope. And, like, we keep – whether it's because we have video all over, we keep seeing things happen, whether they're right or wrong. Now, they're not necessarily as – they can be quantified as – uh, you know, not as at fault of, of police as much as George Floyd. Obviously, there's various situations, but like they keep happening. And whether the police are in the right or wrong, people are going to go ape shit right now, for lack of a better term. They just are just because that's where we are. So it just seems like every day it's something's happening. And we're all under the surface. We're like, oh, my God, what's going to happen? I think all of us feel that regardless of what race you are. You're like, dude, something else happens Here we go with looting again. Here we go with big protests. Here we go with spreading coronavirus. And then you have cases. And again, I don't think the media is being clear and I don't think our elected officials are being clear. Why are we having more? um, Now we have spikes of coronavirus. Is it because way more people are getting tested and all these people already had it or is it because of the um, reopening of certain states and uh, the protests? You know, we're not I don't see no concrete uh, evidence to, you know, why are we in that boat? So now the sports leagues are like they don't know what to do because we all don't know exactly what to do to except like holding weight. You know, and like, oh, my God, what's going to happen today? So I think that's kind of where we are as a. As a country, uh, I do see the points of trying to get back to normalcy a bit. Maybe, you know, that'll help people, help people get jobs. Obviously, if the NFL resumes, uh, you know, that people have a job in in various factions. And the NBA, maybe a little less because it's all condensed. You know, it's all going to be in Disney or World sure. Sports. But, uh, you know... It, it it's a it's a day by day pattern, and again, if we have huge outbreaks, if we start getting word that you know, uh, twenty NFL players test positive, uh, or you know, we have more hot spots like we have hot spots in Arizona and other places. I read somewhere, Devin, where um, like a bar in Florida that op- was one of the first ones to open up, like reclosed already. So if we have more incidents of that, yeah, dude, I don't I'm- see, I don't see like a season going on uh, right. again, you know, can they do it? Would it work? I say the NBA could, because again, it's not a lot of players, you know, whatever it is, 22 times 15 plus personnel, maybe it's 22 times, 22 teams times 20 player people, each team, you know, yeah. um, and they're going to take precautions, obviously, you know, the guys are well compensated. The league is not broke. They're going to have great, like, you know, protocols in place, I'm sure. Uh, but then that that goes to the problem of high school sports and high school football. Everybody doesn't have the same protocols and everybody doesn't have the same uh, level of, uh, I guess you can call it economic resources to go towards uh, precaution.
0: Yeah, let's, speaking of, you know, the NBA's plan, let's kind of just go into, you know, their their plan and what they're thinking about how they can Restart the season safely. It's going to be, you know, uh, July 30th is the target date to start the season. They're going to have, you know, teams report to Orlando and do a training camp style thing with a couple of um, um, preparation games or preseason style games. And then they're going to um, finish out like a regular season for seating I think it's, you know, a handful of sure. games something like that and then the playoffs are supposed to start august 17th and the target date for the nba finals is september 30th uh the plan includes nba players and the staff and whoever is there being tested every other day that's a lot of tests ronnie and you know yeah it's with the amount of money the nba has at its at its disposal they can acquire that amount of tests so i don't think that's the issue my biggest issue dude is like the optics of it no not even i mean the optics are are there for sure. Yeah, and um, we'll get into that a little bit later too with Kendrick Perkins. But what happens? So, say someone tests positive in the bubble. What happens? And they played and you a
1: shut game. down the whole thing. Right,
0: right. Say the Blazers and Lakers played a game, right? And then uh, player A from the Lakers tests positive for coronavirus. You had to wait 14 days to see if anyone else has it. Yeah. Right, like, so how do you? continue to play. You sit that guy out and then yeah. test everyone else. It's just, it doesn't for me, we've said this a lot. I've said this a lot. It doesn't make sense that, you know, if someone tests positive for coronavirus in the bubble, that the bubble can continue to go on without just by just quarantining that single player. Does
1: that, you know yeah. what I'm trying to Yeah. I think honestly, the NBA, it sounds silly, but now you're saying these things. If there's 30 NBA teams, I think They're better off spending their resources, opening up testing centers in the city they are in. Honestly, it would go much further. It sounds silly, but like, you know, like you, we talked about the Spurs in 99 with the lockout season. What's this even going to mean for the team that wins this? I think the games are going to come off a little bit like summer league games, especially early. So it's going to be entertaining, but what is it going to mean? You know, so, uh, I, I kind of agree with, with what you're saying there, you know, in terms of what are they going to do? And then I'm certain not. Again, we're getting such uh, various information. Again, we have all these experts on social media and then we're trying to listen to real doctors. Like, what does this 14 days even mean? Like we hear this magical 14 days, Does is it really 21 days? Is it really 10 days? Like, it's just, we just throw this 14 days out there. Like, okay, if somebody gets it, that means your whole family has to quarantine for 14 days, but is it really that long? Or is it even longer? Like, and then we're, now we're getting hearing that a woman who either worked like in the restaurant industry or a hospital or service, she tested positive in February, got over it and now tested positive again. So (laughs) where are we? You know, you know, so, yeah, um,
0: you think not only are the optics um, not great for yeah. returning to sports based on the current situation, and, um, you know, recently we've heard that Kyrie Irving has been kind of um, the leader in the push to have NBA players not return Sure, and take a stand and use this time to um, call – Uh, action and and make sure that their voices are heard in regards to uh, George Floyd and the Black Lives Matter movement and racial injustice in America. I think from what I've heard, uh, Kyrie Irving along with um, the NBA Players Association have kind of uh, started some like conversations with uh, the NBA with players who are also interested in following Kyrie Irving's lead. Dwight Howard has been outspoken about this issue. Um, He said that he doesn't think it's a good time, uh, the center for the Lakers. And, you know, I guess there's a growing, um, thought process that, uh, for among a good amount of NBA players that agree with this. Yeah. Adam Silver has said that uh, came out and said yesterday on e- on an ESPN special that, um, returning to action is for sure not going to be for everybody. Yeah, And, uh, whether it's the, the optics of, uh, black lives matter, or if it, or if it's the, uh, uh, fear of coronavirus yeah it, you know even if we have an nba season um i don't see every single player on all these teams coming back and then you think even further into the coaching staffs and the administration staffs and the support people yeah. if there's people in that age range like 65 to older like greg popovich like yeah. tony those are those guys not going to coach their teams because they're at higher risk there's so many Things that are right, yeah, for the season to return and and be uh, successful and be yeah. safe. That I mean, it's just like you said, the more and more stuff that comes out and on a daily basis, the more concerned I grow that we're not going to be able to have an NBA season. But again, I mean, I see where Kyrie Irving is coming from on on his thought. Sure, but again, he's not going to be playing anyways. He's out for the season with an injury. Yeah, so. so Go, yeah, t- I, want you, I want your thoughts on yeah. Conley Irving and him making this push to have NBA players uh, sit out to take a stand. Um, do you think there is more opportunity to take a stand while playing or by sitting out? What do you think?
1: Yeah, I think we'll, let, let's take one step back and I'll answer that sure. question directly. Um, uh, you know, two months ago, we were talking about sports returning and I can see players being cooped up. You know, they were in shape. We're in the middle of the season. The season's regular season, 70 percent done, 80 percent done. It's like, dude, we I want to win. We we have a chance to win the title where it's the Bucks, Lakers, those teams. And it's like you've been cooped up because of the virus. You're ready. You want to play. You want to kind of get back to normal. So I could see at the beginning of the why they wanted to return to playing. Whether it's June, July, you know, we're obviously in the middle of June now. But then so many other things happened in terms of the the the, the lingering effects and the, the dangers of coronavirus. And then the players probably got whiff of how this is going to uh, be executed. Maybe their families are not going to be there for a couple months. Their wives are not going to be there. Those type of things, you know, and then they probably didn't like that. Yeah. And then you have the George Floyd situation on top of that. And then that's Obviously, a uh, hot fire. And now it's really hot for the last couple of weeks. You know, there's other incidents happening around the country. You know, we we see again, we don't know all the details, but we see these incidents where, uh, you know, a few African-American guys are hanging from trees. And it's like, what is going on here? You know, what where are we where is what is going on? So that brings more awareness, more more fuel to the fire, I guess, for lack of a better term. So I can see if Kyrie Irving is saying it, that means at least 25 other people are thinking it. You know, just like me and you, if we were to say something, if I were to say, you know, Evan Mobley is the best player in the country, other people think that. I'm just the one saying it. You know what I mean? It's the same principle. If he's saying it, that means there's some people behind the scenes who are thinking it. Now, again, Kyrie Irving's the number one pick. He has a lot of means, you know, in terms of some players are 10 way players. Some players are borderline NBA players, he can sit half the season. He can, especially he's injured, but he has the means to do more than the average, I would say, just because his... yes, yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. he can sit out a season if he has to, regardless yeah. of his injury. So, you know, to, to, to answer your, your, your question, I think it's le- a legitimate concern. And the question would be if they, uh, I'll answer your question with the question is, if they don't play, then what are they tangibly going to be doing? Just that's, going back to sitting at home. Right. There has to be right. There has to be action. Yeah.
0: Yeah. In addition to uh you know, taking your stand by sitting out the rest of this NBA restart. So that's a good point. What is what is the action? We don't know yeah. yet, obviously, because there's still time for this to be ironed out and there's plenty of time for uh people to change their minds or yeah. whatever it may be. I, I you know, I like the idea of taking the stand. I like the idea, and for Kyrie Irving, like you said, uh, I think uh, money-wise, he's more, yeah. you know, uh, fortunate and well-off than a good chunk of NBA players. Sure. sure. Uh, based on contracts, and you know, he, he's a free thinker. Obviously, he's uh, someone who's voiced the opinion of that the Earth is flat. Yeah. I'm not, not sure I'm gonna not sure I'm gonna agree with that one. Sure, um,
1: sure. He's an opinionated young man for but if, right, if you look at,
0: if you look at at something that's not given enough attention on the WNBA side. I mean, Maya Moore has done – she basically took a season off to, um, you know, How take a liter- – end-
1: Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead and – uh, and- You know, yeah. Uh, or What do you call it? Reform? Prison reform? Prison reform. Help somebody, yeah. help somebody uh, maybe that was innocent – Wrongfully accused, yep. R- you know, become free. Uh, yeah, and that's – you know, again, you see that example. Yeah. And you're like, wow, now Maya Moore is one of the best players ever, and also one of the probably the better, well played WNBA players. But she's still making a lot less money than Kyrie Irving. Sure. And that's okay, but she's still making a stand. You know, she's still making uh, that, that, that is well versed. People have been reading about it, hearing about it. So it's like, hey, NBA, what are you going to do? Here's what this. WNBA stars doing, you know, you better kind of quote unquote step to the plate. Um, so that that is uh, you know, kudos to Maya Moore, the UConn and WNBA star, former Yukon star who's helps somebody, you know, who was unjustly in prison get out. So yeah, what does the NBA player do? They donate, you know. Obviously, we've heard now we're hearing in the last week. Especially on the light of the um, the last dance with, with what Michael Jordan didn't or didn't do. Sure, yeah. Now every every company is donating to Black yeah. Lives Matter. It's almost reminds me a bit of like FEMA and the Red Cross after Hurricane Katrina. Obviously, different situation. But like every single company that has the means is donating, you know. So uh, th- that's a good thing. We hope all the funds get used, you know. In a timely fashion and for the right causes, and, and and you hope that this continues and that there's some change. Again, what are the really practical changes, Devin? I mean, you know, police unions are very strong. We need to get rid of obviously the bad apples. This is not a huge percentage, but when you have this many people in America, it's still a good number, you know. But how do you go about that? What is it? <laughs> you know, me and you talk about it in the pod. We have some experiences, we've talked to some people. Uh, African American coaches, people who live in various parts of the country, but an nBA player has a bigger voice and has more economic means. So again, you don't always have to have great economic means to make a change, but it it I think it does help it helps, yeah, it yeah. for sure
0: helps so yeah, I mean,
1: yeah.
0: I mean, I think it all comes down to you know all of these players, and I think Adam Silver, the commissioner of the NBA, does the best job with this all the players have the ability to make a choice here. You can come back and, you know, um, take the coronavirus risks and use the restart of the NBA season to continue to draw attention and, um, you know, make a stand, um, against racial injustice in America and, um, you know, call on, you know, police reform, whatever it may be, whatever they believe in, they can use that platform to, um, um, discuss what they want to discuss, but then there's the other guys who, if they don't want to play, that's totally fine. And I think Adam Silver said that their contracts will all be guaranteed, like they're not gonna they're not gonna lose any any money if they don't play. So sure. that's a you know that's a a great step for them if they don't want to play and they want to use their time to um,
1: um, fight that battle in a different way. Yeah, I, let's let's take a look at Kevin Durant for a minute. Yeah. Okay, he was injured, right? Or he you know he was a lingering injury. Kill yeah. So he comes back. He, he first move he makes, he plants on that foot foot and boom, you know, he's, he's injured right. In the finals. Um, I just have this thing in my head. It's like, what is it going to look like the optics again? I'm just speaking basketball players are out of shape a bit right now. Now some are probably in shape, right? Some are not. Yeah. You know, we get back to the season they're playing again. It's, what is this going to be? July fifteenth or something? You know, the NBA season would be normally over, so they're playing to get back into shape. They're they're gearing up for the playoffs, and some superstar player gets injured in an empty gym in basically what looks like a summer league game. Like yeah. it just, <laughs> I just don't like. Is and it... for what? You know, yeah. yeah,
0: for all the for all yeah. the risk that we've discussed. Yeah in the last I mean here's the thing we're not even hitting on everything in the last yeah. 25 minutes we've been discussing it yeah and then next season you're going to start so it ends in I mean so if the finals are the finals start September 30th it's going to yeah. end in October sometime right so next Early season's October. impacted so the next season's going to be pushed back to December 1 so these guys have to like take a couple weeks off to rest and then again get back to it yeah that's. Um, and then risk more injury because maybe they weren't you know, they took too yeah. much time off and didn't get in shape fast enough or whatever it may be. There's different variables. Um, I mean, dude, like we said, there's just so many different avenues and variables and unknowns that could happen that could really uh, hurt the long-term future and health of the league. Yeah. and Because this mean,
1: is going to affect two or three seasons, whether we
0: well, – Yeah, exactly. It or not. Whether it's an injury or postponing or yeah. – canceling this season whatever it may be it's going to impact the next two or three seasons contracts free agents trades nba draft there's so many different things that go into this that i just i mean the more you the more you think about it the i think the safer route would be to make this a wash and then prepare for a start in december or january in oh, a short a reg-
1: trying to have a regular season
0: yeah Just go back to a do a shortened season next next year. You know, wait to see if there's a potential second wave of coronavirus. Who knows? Uh, I'm not a doctor. All I can do is uh, go by the numbers and stay in my house for as long as I possibly can and wear wear a mask outside when I go outside if I do. But um, yeah, I just Ronnie, there's so many different things that have to be have to go perfect, and the first sign of something not going right is kind of – it's going to be another shutdown. And what, And
1: it, well, and not just that's going to be a PR issue, okay. I think. Yeah. You're going to have every talk show – because we have no sports right now, really, especially if the MLB doesn't come back. In America, we don't really have sports right now. So all eyes are going to be on the NBA, you know? Yeah, because they're going to be –
0: based on the way Major League Baseball is going, they're not going to be back anytime soon. So the NBA is pretty much going to be the first – major pro sports league that like a team sport i guess in the united states to get back to action uh i believe some european soccer leagues are back um golf is back but that's obviously an individual sport so the yeah. precautions can be taken you know much
1: differently and it's and outdoors and it's it's, outdoors. it's huge spread i mean you don't have to be around anybody maybe maybe the nba should play outdoors <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. We can play on play on
0: double rims and chain nets. We can see you can really shoot.
1: Yeah, it's 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 very uh interesting. I just think there's a lot of PR risk they're taking, perception risk. You know, you have again these rich athletes who are very healthy, who are getting tested every other day or every what whatever the case may be. When you have a overweight or diabetic person who desperately needs the test, and they don't have – or, you know, you have – you get this notion in, in Arizona that they're short on hospital beds and tests. And we have, uh, you know, four 300 players getting tested every other day that are mostly healthy. So it's just kind of a – again, you're going to take some PR hit there a bit.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little catch-22. Like people could yeah. bring up, you know, why don't you take the money you're using, you're using to – yeah. To bless your own players yeah. to help, you know, distribute across the, the country or whatever it may be. Yeah. Uh but yeah, you look at, you know, like you said, Ronnie, Florida, Arizona, I think uh here in California, based on the population size and density of some of the areas, you're gonna have uh high rates of of uh coronavirus infections. But Arizona opened up so fast. I mean, you got people running mm-hmm. basketball events in Arizona right now with, with teenage kids, not going to name names. Uh, Most of the people who listen know exactly what, who and what I'm talking about. Sure. And I mean, that's just a, that's just a dangerous um, thing to be doing, especially if you're not taking the proper precautions um, and, you know, know, doing it the right way. I have a camp that's obviously done in August, Ronnie, every year. And I do it at a, a, you know, public high school in Irvine. And I highly doubt they're going to allow me to run an event there.
1: You know no, I mean? they, yeah. They're not going to allow you because they're not even going to be gonna allow their students
0: to be there. So yeah. if you look at it, if you look at it that way, I mean, just the, the swiftness that everything's been opening up. I just, I just don't see um, how we're going to avoid a second wave and how the NBA can save NBA, NFL, MLB can safely get back to playing action. Even if you don't have fans in the building, even if you create a bubble, because as soon as one person tests positive on the Lakers, the Rockets, uh, Phoenix, uh Portland Trailblazers, Brooklyn Nets, whoever it may be, Bucks, as soon as someone tests positive within the staff or on the team, it changes uh, everything. The bubble, the bubble bursts.
1: Yeah, it changes the everything. Then, then what do you do? I just think it hasn't been clear enough. Uh, I think the main gist of it is we. It's unlike. The situation around, around George Floyd and that we know what the problem is. Yeah, this with this coronavirus, we just don't know enough about it. I personally think, or we're not getting clear communication to know enough about it. Now, maybe some experts do know enough about it; they're just not being heard or whatnot. You know, they're being outdrowned You know, the, I, I just don't see that's the problem. Every state has their own view. It's it's comes down to personal choice. Like we said, Devin, and I've said this many times before this even really got rolling. Some people want to go out and wanted to go out last month. Some people are not going to go out. It doesn't yeah. matter if their state opens up. So I think that's where we're at with uh, sports as well. You know, they, I feel like it's okay for me to play and others are like, no, it's not okay for me to play, you know, or attend. And I, I don't yeah. see no other way around. I think it's going to be like that through the end of the year or through sure. a, a, some kind of vaccine.
0: Until you get some kind of legitimate treatment. Yeah. I mean, what's your take, Ronnie, on like right now, the sheer importance of uh, pro sports, like being able to sit back on your couch or chair and pop on the TV and watch a live NBA game? Do you think, in the current state of where we're in, in as a country, um, with the George Floyd situation, with coronavirus, that Uh, Pro sports would be a distraction away from those things or a way to better call attention and use it as a stage to
1: um, act on those things? What do you think? Yeah, Um, I think people have to realize uh, the importance of pro sports and how it is important, but it affects only a small portion of the population. I personally think um, physical activity with kids and people that are not going to play pro sports is more important so like if a kid is hemmed up in his house right now and not doing any activity and and playing uh ps4 you know nine hours a day i think that's more dangerous than anything that pro sports uh provides or doesn't provide you know it's, it's, it's 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 the importance level is being shown i think even like to Kendrick Perkins's point of, of Kyrie why don't you retire and 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 make some real change I think that's uh challenging him is that's we're showing the imp- importance of pro sports it's a great entertainment it's a great way to get yourself uh, a better life if you can make be one of those lucky people that make it in pro sports but I think coronavirus is is showing us what's s- super important I think for kids to be healthy be able to uh, stay physically act, active is is uh, really important in terms of just, uh, you know, functioning as a normal family base, you know, parents being able to go to work or or and kids being able to go outside and exercise, you know, and, and do things that are very basic. So I, I think uh, pro sports for the next few months, eventually it has to come back, whether it's I think it's 221 in, in some yeah. type of normalty. Right. But right now I, I don't think so in, in terms of uh what the country's going through and then in light of like what's happening around George Floyd and other cases. Uh you know, we have time to, to hash this out a little bit better. Right. Whether it's reform, whether it's dialogue, those type of things. You know, we have uh we have a lot of uh we have time to do that. You know, we're already in June, Devin. We've been this yeah, on since March. I know, I know. It feels and like... We're, yes. Yeah, we're working on a lot of things, you know, amongst our Ball is Life team, which we'll we'll talk about in future future weeks. That's that's exciting. And we've basically had the time to. You know, it's very interesting. We didn't have the Balls Life All-American game. Um, you know, we didn't get the end of the high school season. And with that, you know, 37 states or whatever it was, 37 fat 50 teams didn't finish. So it's affected so much, so much of life, you know. Um, it's... It's affected us all indirectly or some directly, and I don't think it's done yet. I don't think yeah, it's not yeah. affecting us. Yeah. I To turn this
0: on while we wait for Kendrick Perkins, to turn this back to more of the youth aspect of it, um, I believe like an NCAA committee is meeting uh, soon to see if they can open up some live viewing periods in August and September for high school basketball, yes. which would be... Uh, I mean, it would be nice to have – to get those kids those opportunities. But, again, if the NBA, Major League Baseball, and the NFL can't come up with safe ways to restart um, their seasons, how can you know high school basketball organizations or entities properly do this? I know yeah. people are running events, and obviously we don't know um, if there's going to be any – uh, ramifications or consequences from those events people getting sick or whatever it may be. Um, so maybe it would work.
1: Yeah. But. Well, yeah. The NC is supposed to vote, you know, what, for August, September, two weekends, yeah. Yeah. uh, for scholastic, they're trying you know, like we had the section seven in Arizona last June, it would be some kind of scholastic portion of it and non-scholastic, which is what we call grassroots in which what we cover, you know, uh, Travel ball, basically. Yeah, so, yeah. it's just a a much loose conglomerate of, like you mentioned, uh, organizations. It's very loose. Uh, as AU coach will tell you, or an event operator, I'm not answering to nobody. <laughs> I'm answering to, you know, local ordinances and and that type of thing. So. Yeah. Um, Ronnie, you know, I think Perk just popped in. Perk, we got you.
2: Yeah. What's going on? Sorry about that. I was trying to do it the other way. It wouldn't let me come in. I want to see you guys
0: face. Oh, that's all good, man. We, we're we posting just the audio, so we're we're good to go with you on the phone, man. How you doing?
2: I'm doing well, man. Taking it one day at a time.
0: Yeah, we hear you, man.
1: We hear you. Ronnie, go ahead and open it up. You know, Perf, Um, you know, this is a at time we are in this country night right now. What is the one thing we as a society have to do beginning today? Right now, to start the process of ending this s- systemic racism, regardless of what happens with the NBA this season, what do we have to do as me, you and the next person starting today? Well, starting today, first
2: of all, listen, the the thing that everyone needs to do, if you got hate in your heart because of the color of a certain one's skin or you have racism, you got to cleanse your soul. That's the first thing we got to do. The second thing that we need to do is teach our kids the right things, right? We got to teach our kids because racism, you're not born as a racist. You're taught to be racist. So we got to make sure we do a great job of teaching our kids. The last thing is we can't change racism overnight. Racism has been around for 400 years. It's going to be around again. You know what we can start doing right now, though? (laughs) Start educating people about voting so that we could get the right leaders in place so that they could come in and change the world and put the world back in the right direction that we needed to be. That's what we could do right now. The biggest thing to me is about voting. We got to start educating not only ourselves but others and encouraging others, not only just to vote for the president, but vote for people that's under the president. Vote for mayors, vote for governors, senators, et cetera, et cetera. But we have to educate ourselves first.
1: Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. I think with this coronavirus and what's happening around George Floyd and the protests, I think people are seeing how important it is to not just focus on the president or Donald Trump. I I think that's a great point. We're seeing some people that are not happy with like local uh, decision making. So you know, that that makes a lot of sense. So as we transition into talking about sports, you know, at at times it looked promising that we'd restart and finish the NBA season. But now, you know, with this coronavirus kind of, you know, we've seen spikes, things like that. And now we have a faction of players who are in the league saying they're uncomfortable a bit. You know, what what do you think? We're going to are we going to have basketball at the end of July? Perk, w- what's your original thought just off the top?
2: My- Listen, guys are getting ready. Basketball season is going to resume, and that's what it is. Listen, this is his, this has been a, a thought-out process for over two months now. Guys have been on phone conversations, including our vice president, Kyrie Irving, who now is all of a sudden not for playing basketball. He's been in the conference calls and have been agreeing that basketball needs to return. And by the way, the NBA has put so much into it. They already, the plan is set. We're ready to go. And Adam Silver, Adam Silver said it yesterday on ESPN with uh, Mike Greening. He said that, hey, I will not be disappointed or mad at guys that who decide not to come. So what they tell you is, get ready. The NBA season is coming back.
0: Hey, Perk, you, you bring up you bring up Kyrie and how he's kind of been uh, flip flopping a little bit with his his viewpoints. And he's a guy who is out for the season with injury, and he's leading, like Ronnie said earlier, the, the faction of players who are are um, considering, you know, sitting out and taking a stand for for Black Lives Matter. But I feel like also getting back and playing and being in the in that Orlando bubble with all the rest of the the NBA teams. That also provides a platform to call attention to racial injustice in America. Do you agree with that?
2: I do, because guess what? You know what? Sports is a form. Listen, I keep saying this. Sports is a sanctuary. It's a therapy. It's a form of healing. You know, sports brings people together. It, sports is something that, you know, <clears throat> for two, two and two and a half, three hours, you could watch basketball and, and forget about all the stress and all the worries that's going on not only in America but in your life and guess what it also do it brings unity because now you have a fan base of all races coming together cheering for one team for their favorite team and yes fans can't be there but you you the interactions on the internet you know that's what we need right now we need togetherness and then all the guys being out there one time they're going to come up with so many ideas to address this and bring awareness to, to civil rights and social justice that it's going to make them even more powerful
1: once they all get together. Right. Um. Perk, you know, the MLB, Major League Baseball, is kind of taking a public relations hit with the handling of their decision to resume or cancel. How important is it that the NBA, you know, have perception of unity, especially since so many players are African American. That'll show that to the public that you guys are a unified base. Yes,
2: and and that's and that's the thing. Think about it. You know, <clears throat> Kyrie said that, you know, us not playing, we're making a stance. We're making a stance to who? We're making a stance not to the owners, because guess what? The owners don't depend on NBA money. That's not paying their bills. That's not how they became billionaires. No, we're hurting ourselves if we don't play. 80% of the NBA is made up of African-Americans, right? So if we're not getting paid, then we're not able to to provide to the African-American communities in good ways. We're not able to do things to the community. And by the way, we have the NBA affects about 60% of all African-Americans uh, around the world. So at the end of the day, I don't know what the hell baseball is doing, but I'm glad that we have Adam Silver, who I believe is the best commissioner in sports. That's why the NFL tried to steal him from us. And we're not letting him go because he's a player's commissioner.
1: Yeah, that that makes sense. You know, again, if, if if some players have great means, you know, they're well-paid and it can affect a lot of community members, that's always a positive thing. Uh, Perk, when the season resumes, what is the best thing the NBA players in Orlando can do to still be a part of the movement and to help the country move towards to positive change? What do you see that can – what would your advice be to the active players? Well, you know,
2: you, you know the T-shirts are already getting printed out. You know the patches that go be on the jerseys. You know, guys are going to be saying post-game, pre-game stuff. They're going to be talking about it. And guess what? One thing that you can't take away when you put those guys in a bubble, you can't take away their social media. So it's going to be even more powerful. Just imagine a picture of 50 NBA guys on there of all races coming together and just, you know, taking a picture with, with with a shirt. Whatever the shirt may say, everyone has it on it or unite we stand or whatever it is, you know, guys are going to be creative. That's what I said. You know, once guys get together, it's going to become even more powerful.
0: Yeah. yeah. Perk, when you – back to the basketball and, like, the restarting aspect of this, when you look at Adam Silver and the NBA as a whole, as a professional sports league, it seems like they have the best, um, you know, approach to being able to restart the season with protocols and, um, you know, plans and things like that. But what happens, say if an NBA player after a game tests positive for coronavirus and you have to wait what, 14 days or whatever it may be to test the other player? Does that does that burst the bubble or and you have to you have to start from scratch and scrap the season? What do you think happens in, in that case?
2: Well I mean, you know, it's just part of it. And he's he spoke on this plenty of times and said that it's gonna be unfair, right? So, I mean, you know, that's what guys decided to do. The NBA players know what they're getting themselves into when they uh, <clears throat> when they decided to come back. They know that this could possibly happen. But this mm-hmm. is why they're being put in the bubble. This is why it's only a certain amount of people that's going to be able to be around them to try to prevent that. And think about it a billion dollar business man i'm pretty sure they didn't already crossed their t's and dotted their eyes so I, I like i said before i got complete confidence in adam Silver in the nba i got complete confidence in the players association when dealing with michelle roberts and chris paul so i'm they're in good hands they're in good hands i just want i just want the nba to prove all the haters wrong And I want it to go really, really well without anything happening, and us watch some beautiful basketball and guys still protest so the haters could shut up.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that that makes sense. Obviously, it would be great for morale around the country if if you know the NBA season went off well. Obviously, people would look be looking forward to that. Now, you mentioned Kyrie and you kinda challenged them. Hey, you know, put your money where your mouth is. If you wanna not play, you know, do something to, you know, make positive change. Now, a lot of athletes have sacrificed, Perk, per, we know that, you know, to help the African-American community, uh, improve conditions for athletes. Uh, you know, Jackie Robinson, Tommy Smith, Kurt Flood, Warwick Dunn, and, and you know, most recently, Maya Moore. Now, some athletes don't like to share what they do publicly, but, are you know, do, do you feel enough black athletes are down for the cause in that regard? Yeah, but right now, if you
2: do something, you need to share it publicly because we got to bring awareness to it. You know what I mean? And if you're going to speak out, and and what, I, what I'm saying about speaking out, if I'm going to say, hey, you know, I'm part of what LeBron James got going on more than the vote. God damn it, I'm in. And I, you're going to see me use my platform to promote voting. I'm going to do everything that I possibly can to make sure that, I touch every part of uh, African American communities that I grew up in and educate them on voting and encourage them to vote because this is some uh, obligation that I put on myself and that I embrace. When you look at Kyrie and he said he's willing to give it all up, don't be willing, do it. Don't 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 be willing, do it. Maya Moore gave it all up. She stood for something. She she stood for. Uh, social justice and walked away from the game of basketball. By the way, was a very, is a very hell a uh, 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 a hell of a player. Walked away from the game and went got something done and she got it done. She got it accomplished. That's that's I don't want to hear the talking. Show me. Right now it's from the show me state. And for you to come out saying I'm willing to do this. No, I don't be willing to do it. Do it. Yeah. Do it. Walk away Kyrie, walk away. Show us. And guess <laughs> yeah. what? I'm gonna applaud you, though. I'm gonna support you. I'm gonna support you. But bringing unnecessary drama to the situation is not the answer right now.
1: Yeah, it definitely is not a perk. As we as we wind down this, um, you know, like you mentioned about Maya Moore, uh, we got a lot of young players in the league. Has the recent incidents around the country opened their younger players' eyes at the ones you talked to, or maybe you've heard? to say, hey, man, I have to do something. you think there's going to be more Maya Moore-like action in the future? I do. I do. I do. I
2: absolutely do. Listen, man, I could just speak on the NBA half. The NBA is in great hands right now when you look at our younger generation. Jalen Brown, you know, uh, Malcolm Brogdon, uh, you know, all these guys, man, these young guys that are stepping to the forefront, and they're they're really educated and and they're doing things the right way, like Jalen brown said i'm 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 having a peaceful march, a peaceful protest, and he did that no drama, no burning around buildings, no fights with the police officers. It went well, you know, and the n b a is in great hands, and you're going to see more guys start to take action, but guess what it starts from the top. It starts from the big brothers. It starts from guys like my guy Steven Jackson, uh, a guy I've been knowing for over 25 years now, who said it on fire his brother, George Floyd, was murdered and has been standing on the front line since day one of this whole thing and has been putting his life on the line day in and day out. And it started from him. And then, you know, LeBron James, he's obviously been one of the the all-time great for far as bringing awareness and always speaking out on, on social justice and, and civil rights or whatever the, the the problem may be. He's been doing this forever, and this is why I say there's no comparison when we talk about one of the greatest of all times athlete-wise off the court. LeBron James is at the top of the top.
0: Yeah, Perk, you mentioned Steven Jackson and LeBron James, two guys who have been around the game for a long time, you know, wily veterans. But uh, then you mentioned you know, the young guys like Jalen Brown. What makes them so comfortable um, you know, being able to step up and speak out in these situations? Is it because they've seen uh, the good role models before them uh, doing it? Is that what it is?
2: Well, right now, guess what? You're not wrong if you step out and speak out. Right now is the time. So yeah. everyone is comfortable because it's a, it's a comfortable situation. It's, you can speak out right now as an African-American. Well, back then – Well, well, about six months ago, you kind of wanted to speak out, but you didn't want to be looked at as a racist. But now it's like the world is in an uproar like we've never seen it before, especially in the United States. And now is the time where it's it's no really wrong thing to say. I mean, you can't cross the line and go overboard. But, you know, that's why I applaud, you know, guys like Greg Popovich, Mm -hmm. guys like Nick Collison. Guys like J.J. Reddick, Steve Kerr, guys of a different race that are speaking up and standing on that front line for us right now as we speak, that speaks volumes. When a a, a guy from a different race speaks up on a situation that happened with a race that's totally different from them and donates money and, and speaks wisely, and I'm talking about, you know, and speaks with so much power that's what we need right now. We need that. We need the white Americans or other people of other races with power to speak up on our behalf. That's the only way we're gonna see change for us racism wise.
0: For sure, Perk. Before we let you go, man, I saw a video of you um out in the street showing off your hand. You see, you see, you seen
2: you seen me in my bag. Hey yeah. look, I yeah. was, I was in my bag carry on.
0: I even threw some luggage up under the plane with the sham, god. You seen me in my bag? All right, Perk. So if, if the NBA is in need of replacement players because, you know, some guys might not want to come back and play, are you open to uh, signing a contract and getting getting some run in?
2: Yeah, yeah, as long as I don't have to play. I could I can give you – look, one thing about it, I can give you 2,500 claps a game. That's what I can give you right there. And I swear to God I'll be the best teammate on the bench anybody I've ever saw. <laughs> I,
0: might, I, I might put you at the one in my my, my team. I like I like one in
2: well, on, Hey, look, you only go give me for about three possessions. <laughs>
0: I'll you I'll you I'll you I'll back down ninety four feet like Magic Johnson used to do. All right, <laughs> all right, right Perkins, right. man. No Thank problem. You for your time. There you go. Appreciate right.
1: it. Good stuff from Perkins. Yeah, Ron, I mean, he just kind of gets to the point and. Yeah. Makes good points. You know, this is a the time, Devin. He's right. This is the time to speak up. Uh, we have, others have. I mean, uh, you know, him being an NBA fraternity member, and there's not too many people. I mean, I know he's optimistic about the NBA season, and he should be. I mean, if, if he's getting good information from the top that it's going to go, well, here we are, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean that—that's for sure, great news. And he's, you know, he's not afraid to challenge people. And I think I think a guy like him is, you know, kind of needed in the in the media right now—a uh, guy who's not afraid to speak what's on his mind, a guy who um, has a respect of uh, being a former NBA player, and being a guy who has obviously been in the game for a, a very long time, won championships, yeah. knows what it takes to, uh, you know, help a team reach the. Apex of, of the NBA, and uh, you know it's really good to hear his takes on the George Floyd situation and Black Lives Matter and how uh, NBA players you know if they want to return to action can take a stand during this the restart and if guys you know want to do it a different way you know calling them out and making sure that they're taking the appropriate steps to utilize their time wisely.
1: Yeah, exactly. You know they they got good examples around. We have historically good examples. Some of the guys we mentioned, Jackie Robinson. Kurt Flood, etc. Et you know, but more now, I mean, yeah. like, yeah, it's there now it's like, there's more, they're not, there are various races as he's mentioned. And now is the time. Um, we have the time. Nobody's, uh, you right. can't really say, Oh, I got to go to this event. Oh, I got this function. I got this wedding. I got this, uh, Oh, sorry, Devin. I can't make it. I have, uh, to go to, I have a camping trip. Nobody's right. doing anything. They're lying if they you know what I'm saying? Yeah, we have, yeah, you know, time. have to do you're you're sitting at home watching Korean baseball. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like
0: that's the only thing that's live right now.
1: Yeah. So, you know, Perkins uh made some great points in terms of you know the the money that an African American as an NBA player can spend touches so many people that they know. Now, sometimes like that could be bad, you know. Maybe there's you know, we've heard of players going broke because they're they're they're, they're putting their hands in a lot of, uh, of things, but overall, that's still a good thing. You know, it's helping people, it's helping families. And and that's what we need. Uh, you know, I'll be completely honest in terms of, of what he said. And he mentioned LeBron James and we go back to the, um, we go back to the, to the last dance. I wonder if how many players took Jordan's uh lead by just the way he acted and said this is the way I'm going to act too. To myself, try to make good money, uh try to market myself and, you know, not get too involved in politics. Just it's just interesting to think if, you know, Magic Johnson or or uh you know, those Jordan and those type of players, Carmelo Barkley were just 100% talking about uh, you know, inequality and those type of things. You yeah. know, it's very interesting. I, from my personal experience as a teenager and a young man, that wasn't on the forefront of sports. It, we wanted to focus on the competition. of, You know, Jordan's better than Magic. No, no, the Celtics are better than the Lakers, that type of thing. Uh, we did have some incidents and some flare-ups, but uh, it, it just it was a different ethos, different time, Devin. Um, it's very interesting. We talked about Floyd. We talked about Rodney King, uh you know publicly, you know people that listen to the pod i I really haven't talked to much about what my family went through in the Watts riots, but like Perkins said, now's the time, you know, I haven't yeah. talked to anybody about it really, that much, and besides my family members that know, you know um you know, so it's very uh interesting that younger n b a players are taking the lead of LeBron James, basically for the most part LeBron James in, in, in being aware of things they want to see changed yeah, and think, obviously it's the time it's the time to do it
0: yeah I think I think not only does having you know role models at the highest level of the sport help yeah, uh, with the younger guys being more comfortable and taking a stand but I think uh, social media the you know rise of Twitter and Instagram and how many people follow these guys uh, you know you look at like you know Lonzo Ball has you know 3 million, 4 million, 5 million followers on his Instagram. And these guys had millions of followers on Twitter or whatever it may be. I mean, taking to those platforms and posting, uh, you know, good information about how, you know, people can help enact change, that really, I mean, thousands, hundreds of thousands of people will see that. And yes. people like copy and paste style of of operation so i think the ease with social media i think that helped that's helped them with their confidence and uh, be able to step up and and uh feel more comfortable doing it but i think i think the country itself especially white people are now more open and more educated and more understanding especially young
1: white younger people people. yeah
0: more educated and more understanding of hey this is a real problem in this country it's time to listen it's time to change um and that kind of brings up a thought, Ryan. Right? This is off, kind of off the top, not off topic, but kind of a different off era. the cuff. Yeah. Off the cuff. The NFL. Roger Goodell came out and did a uh, video like we support video, right? And now he's urging people to sign Colin Kaepernick. Are you fucking kidding me, dude? Yeah, you just are backtracking. This, man, after yeah. all we did to screw that dude over, this is what you're going to try and do to save face and to save money and keep fan bases coming in the, the door? It's just like what what were your thoughts when Roger Goodell came out and, and said that? And just based on the, the NFL's history and what they did to Kaepernick and how, um, I guess, uh, contradictory
1: it was, it was just – to me, it was a complete joke. Well, yeah, I, they've had those instances like that before. I'll take you back is like the Ray yeah. Rice incident, which is like <laughs> – yeah, he suspended him and said, "Oh, you're suspended for domestic violence." Oh, okay, oh, we saw the video. Well, we didn't know it was bad, that bad of domestic violence. Like, dude, it just came off wrong. You know what I mean? Um, you know, so they try to police. That's their problem. That's been always been the NFL's problem. They try to police more, more. I guess uh, morals and morality, and if the judicial system has a hard time doing that. Devin, Put you know. If Devin, if you uh punch your next door neighbor in Fountain Valley, how much time should you get in jail? You know what so, I mean? Like the on, NFL thinks they have the answer, not the – fa- My neighbor looks like he'd <laughs> whip my ass. That's for sure. So You probably <laughs> be the one spending time in jail. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like the NFL thinks they can uh properly sentence you. But, well, the okay. judicial system has a hard time sentencing you. So why do right. you think you can do it? You know what I mean? That's so right. – going back to – and then you go to Kaepernick – and it's like, if if he's not, just say, hey guys, we're all. If he's good enough to, uh, you know, be a a player in this league, we believe the team will sign him. That's it. You know, you start saying, well, you should kneel, you shouldn't kneel. Then the Trump gets involved. Then when Trump gets involved, you know it's gonna blow up and divide. You're right. It's yeah. gonna two people are gonna go on both sides. If i <laughs> in the NFL, I don't want him involved because then now he's starting talking about the flag. You should stand for the flag. No. I it, they, they messed that up from the beginning. So then now, when you come later, exactly what Perkins said, Kyrie Irving, just do it. Uh, do g- retire and or retire from a couple years and and go chase social change. I think if you're Kaepernick at this point, Devin, it's much more powerful. He just says, "No, nah, I'm cool. Thank you, and nah, I'm good. We're I'm fighting something else now. I'm I'm good. Yeah. If he comes back, it's gonna be like." kind of like we're seeing all these coaches and people apologizing. Yeah. Or it just, you don't need to do that. Kaepernick. You just, Hey, you took, thank you. I appreciate the opportunity. I appreciated my time. in the NFL. I've, I've moved on, no, I'm doing something else.
0: Yeah. I mean, if you look like you said, um, it, it should have been, it should have been, obviously his kneeling wasn't about the flag, yeah. and that stuff got all taken out of proportion by sure. people who, you know, wanted something to be mad at. Um, but if you look at it, you said, um, you know, if Kaepernick was good enough to play in the NFL, a team, you know, should have signed him. Um, he that's was, it. he was good enough to play in yeah. the NFL once yeah. the Niners cut him or didn't re-sign yeah. him, whatever it was. He was good enough, and teams still didn't do it, and that's yeah. why there was a growing thought that you know there was you know teams conspiring and to not fight blackballing him, them. yeah, because of what he did with the kneeling during the national anthem. So you're right. I think Colin Kaepernick should go tell them tell them to go f themselves. Yeah. And not accept um, that apology because it's it's disingenuous, in my opinion.
1: Well, not just that. If you take a settlement, a collusion settlement, to not, because they're, you basically, the NFL's admitted it without saying it, that, yeah, we're, there was some coll- collusion to keep you out there. He got a settlement. So what is he going to do? Give that back? That, yeah. The mm-hmm. optics of that looks really odd. Yeah. I yeah. Think not, I think. Time, Devin, we know this. Time is the most powerful force yep. that we have. It keeps moving forward. I just think the time has passed. Um, you know, and, and, and now what, again, he could be a great athlete. He is a great athlete. I saw Colin Kaepernick in high school. He went to the area code baseball tryout. Um, you know, he's a three-sport star. Yeah. So he got some ability, but now we're talking about how good is he compared to what he was three or four years ago. You know, well, uh, you know uh, uh, what do you have? Do you have a backup, a third string guy? What do you have here? So,
0: Right. So, right, so if he gets tied to a team and he's a backup or third string guy, what's the, what's yeah. the point on the field? Yeah. He's still going to do his protesting. But I hope that, I hope that this, you, I remember I, I was thinking um, Baker Mayfield, I believe, responded yeah. to uh, a guy on his Instagram asking him if he was going to kneel. And he said, you're damn right. I'm going to kneel. That's great. Yeah. Um, for a guy like that, uh, who has that kind of stature, obviously being a, a, a white guy. Yeah. Uh, take that kind of stand. I think we're going to see when and if sports get back, um, rolling. I think we're going to see a lot of people taking knees and, and doing things to call attention to, uh, racial inequality and social injustice in this country. And I think that's great.
1: Yeah. Um, I think Perkins, made a grid point and brought it out and we didn't talk about it. We haven't talked about it much as we close up here. Um, you know, Devin, it's so much is happening. We know more things are going to happen again. Perkins is op- optimistic about the NBA as he should be as others should be. If you like the sport and you, you see what's going on, you should be. It's again, it's a controlled environment. It's not that many human beings, it's not like football where there's sixty players and it's full on contact every thirty seconds. Yeah, uh, you know it's a different, different sport. Uh, and Perkins, like I said, wants to see it come back. And we know these things are gonna happen, Devin. And he, the thing he mentioned was voting. That's something we haven't talked about, and we don't. I just want to make the point that, in your estimation, as we go forward we're all locked up in our house. We're probably going to be a uh, scaled back in our house for the n- next six months. Like you said, almost the whole year. Sure. How big is November 3rd? How big is this election? Is this the biggest day in basically it's the biggest day in our lifetime? Is it
0: not? hundred percent. It's the biggest day in my lifetime. You're a little bit older, not, not too yeah. much older than me. So probably yeah. also the biggest day in your lifetime. Yeah. yeah. I, I can't really think of another, of another, uh, Election, presidential election.
1: That's going to uh, be this big.
0: Not even that, close. Implications. Not even close, man. Not even close. The the person in the White House right now is just the the most divisive divisive political figure we've probably. I mean, at, at the highest rank we've ever had. And, and he's different.
1: I mean, he's not a politician. You know, no, he's, he's he comes he's, from a different cloth. And an idiot. Uh, I mean, straight people straight up. yeah, people don't know where to turn. They they. They know what maybe they know what side they're on, but yeah, they even in regards to what side you are, if you like him or you don't, people don't like the division. You know what I mean? They just don't like the division. So, like Perkins said, you know, get yourself educated. Uh, Hopefully, the NBA comes back. It sounds like it is going to come back, and you know, prepare yourself. Get yourself, uh, you know, educated on local politics. I even probably have a stronger opinion than Perkins about that. I think as we're seeing Devin, our local some of our local elected officials have to change yeah. <laughs> We're just all over the place oh, no,
0: and, no, it, no, just, no. and you know the the thing about educ, you know the education aspect of all of what we've been talking about the last two podcasts is uh there needs to be more education on the real history of america um sure in elementary middle school, high school. Uh, I don't care if it makes your kid cry when he goes home uh, or makes him scared or whatever. They need to know the real history.
1: Yeah, but, and it's it's great. You know, as I was a kid, Devin, I I was around some real smart kids. I, I went to a couple of magnets, magnet schools, and I was lucky. The 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 African-American friends that I made, obviously some through sports, some through not, they told me a lot about stuff. They did. Well, this is what my dad told me. I'm like, dang, you know? So, But not every kid had that experience. You know what I mean? I, I got yeah. to meet kids from all over L.A., all over.
0: Right. And if you if you remember back to your I'm not sure if you did the same thing, uh, your senior year of high school, you take yeah. um, like a government class. Sure. Yeah. And government. sure. They, they teach you about the electoral college and like, you know, presidential voting things and like sure sure about the House of Representatives and all that stuff. But what they don't teach you is how to register to vote yeah. and they don't teach you how important and what impact yeah. the local governments do at the larger scale.
1: Yeah. Correct, yeah, and you're right about that. Time. And yeah. at that time, Devin, and I'm sure you had the same experience, it was a lot about memorization. It was just memorization. You're memorizing something for a test, and when the test comes after it, you forget about 50%. You don't care about 50% of it no more. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And you got, okay. We need more teaching. We need more teaching. Practical teaching. Practical teaching. we we'll hopefully get there. It's a good sign that guys like Jalen Brown and, and, and the other guys that Perk mentioned are, are kind of educating themselves, empowering themselves, and hopefully the rest of the country does. Yeah. Uh, as we close up, Devin, do we have to mention any, um, you know, we have a couple initiatives going, um, ballslife.com. We continue to grow our player database that we'll talk about in more detail in the future. We're not quite, you know, we're, we're, we're building and we're, we have time and we're as basketball is not being played. We're, we're growing that. Is there any other initiatives that we need to talk yeah. about or mention as a company?
0: Yeah, obviously, Ronnie. You know, we have the we still have the mask initiative going. Uh, we're sure. uh, selling Ball's Life masks, which we donate. twenty five percent of the proceeds to World Central Kitchen, which helps feed uh, people across the country. And we also started a, um, a, a t shirt uh, sale. Which, Ronnie, correct me if I'm wrong, but one hundred percent of the proceeds, yeah, uh, go to a uh, uh, a. An organization that is, um, you know, working for social change, and so go to ballaslife.com to check out both of those opportunities. Um, and yeah, until uh, I got nothing else, Ryan, unless you got anything to add. Yeah, to
1: that. I think you're right. Uh, you're you're right on that statement. It's besides the production, a hundred percent is going to um, fight social justices, how people who may be being uh, wrongly um, arrested, yep. arrested, and that type of thing. So the T-shirt, check it out at shop.ballislife.com. Go to our website. You can hit the shop link right at the top of the website. You know, make sure you download our app, the Ball's Life app. It's probably an easier way to get there. Uh, Yeah. Besides that, you know, we 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 continue to push forward. We will follow anything that happens. That NCA vote will be big. If there's going to be August and or September live periods, Um, you know, hopefully there's something you know, safely, safe, safety wise allowing, but yeah, Devin there's a lot to uh, continue to discuss and there's a lot of things we're doing to play a small part, to keep moving forward and to make at least some, some positive change.
0: Yep. We appreciate you guys listening in each and every week. Um, go ahead and, you know, subscribe on SoundCloud, uh, Apple podcasts, Spotify, wherever you gets your podcast. We are there. Um, we appreciate our guests today, a uh, former NBA player, Kendrick Perkins, who's also a budding media star, as you can tell from our interview. Um, but feel free to drop me and Ronnie a line if you have any ideas of what uh, we, we should talk about. Um, but we're going to keep you guys informed as much as possible on, um, you know, NBA grassroots, um, anything we possibly can. We hope to see everyone back in a gym uh, soon, but also, Uh, in a gym safely. So we appreciate you guys listening in, but until next week, Ronnie and Devin are signing off.